check one, two. Mic check three, four. So this is going to be the second series of Bring the Noise. And we've changed the, the format a little bit. Previously, it was an audio only podcast. And now we're going to try and do it with some vision. And at Rich's request, I'm catching up with him after an initial break, which I think has been about five years. Well, yeah. Doing, Rich? Unbelievably. I can't believe that it's five years. That does seem like yesterday, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Hanging in there, getting through the end of uh, end of lockdown, ready for the new world. So, yeah. yeah very, very cool. I, I thank you for reaching out to me to do this. I thought this was quite nice and it's given me some nice memories to wade through about having done all of this before with Absolutely. my partner before Phil. And I'm going to try and revisit and then expand and do some more of these. So stuff. What, what made you think to get in touch again? Um. Yeah, I kind of heard the original one that we did a little while ago. And um, yeah, I thought it came out pretty well. So it was, yeah, just a case of sort of bringing, um, getting on the um, the same page in terms of where we are and kind of what's gone on during that time. And uh, yeah, there's probably quite a lot to catch up on, to be honest. So sure. yeah, I thought now would be a good time to uh, to do that. For those of you out there in La La Land, the first podcast touched upon Rich's and other people's first spark and first musical moment, the first thing of how music got into your life and then the journey that that took you on. So in a bit of a short summary for anyone who's not heard of you before, Rich, what is your life musically? What are you into? Sure. And um, say so musically, I'm still doing the DJ thing in terms of Winchester Collective is still is still there. Um, we haven't done a gig for a while, to be honest. But um, no one has. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess it's been a bit of a, a bit of a lean spell in that respect. But um, yeah, so Winchester is still there, lurking in the background. I think it's ten years next year. Um, so I'm hoping we'll have a big um, shindig for that. So yeah, I mean DJ wise, um, I've been doing quite a lot of solo stuff now in terms of sort of regular gigs in and around town. So. So that's been going pretty well. Craig's actually in China. Um, yeah, he's over in China. Um, and Colin sort of semi-retired. But um, as I say, I'm hoping we can all get together for a bit of a shindig next year, hopefully. I'm big sure ten. we're doing a 10-year anniversary. Of Absolutely. That's fantastic. It'd be rude not to. Yeah, cool. I'm also aware that you do, as I first came across you, with your spoken word and poetry kind of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, that's going pretty well. I've um, I've been harping on about this book for quite some time now, but I pretty much got um, my first book of sort of poetry and rants and rambles sort of ready to go. I'm pretty much, I don't know, maybe sort of 95% done with that, but it's kind of that last 5% just to get it over the line in terms of editing and sort of getting that, getting the... Um, the last bits and pieces done so yeah i'm just working on that last five percent now to hopefully sort of launch that at some point this year well it always takes a little bit longer than you think to get something finished and people say the hardest parts are starting and actually knowing how to finish something so absolutely what was the impetus behind this because i i really like the fact that you do spoken word and poetry an art form sure that you enjoy but it doesn't seem like a lot of people currently do Absolutely. Yeah. I think I sort of touched on it last time. It was something that sort of um, stuck with me in terms of my guitar skills were quite lacking, shall we say. And I kind of, I've always had quite a lot of 
I've always had quite a lot to say, but I haven't always been able to sort of uh, translate that in any sort of um, artistic way. But I think, yeah, the spoken word thing has been my outlet for that, I guess, in terms of, yeah, just being able to sort of write stuff that that may come off pretty well in a sort of a live performance. So, so yeah, that was it really. And so the book is pretty much a uh, history. So I think it's about 10 years actually, um, sort of all the stuff I've written up to that point. Yeah, so this book's going to be a bit of a, line in the sand and yeah that was the uh that was that 10 year period so yeah that's the plan and by the time i've finished this and edited this and put it all together i'm hoping that the book will either be out or almost out and you can hopefully some links or you can let us know how we can get hold of that kind of thing which absolutely in the show notes. that would be very very cool Perhaps be good. Later you might be kind enough to give us a little piece from it as well absolutely if you feel like it as well absolutely well, then, right now we'll come back to that mate. i've got one that i might be able to drop in so um yeah to be continued as that works for you mate so yeah. we're also in case the date is not clear we're also talking about this on the 16th of april which is still very much in the the global pandemic we're still talking about this during corona times so how has the last year been for you i realize that's a big question Sure. Um, it's been an interesting one. Um, yeah, quite challenging, I guess. So obviously for most people, I think everyone's obviously been affected, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been tough from a work was pretty, um, sort of full on in terms of obviously I work in retail and supply chain logistics. So that was pretty, pretty interesting. It's fair to say in terms of trying to move stock around the world during a pandemic um, and obviously Brexit thrown into that as well. So yeah, work was pretty stressful. Um, I think outside of that personally, yeah, I did sort of, I have missed the interaction. It's fair to say in terms of, yeah, just being able to go out and do, obviously do the things I used to do. But um yeah, as I mentioned earlier, it's kind of strange now, sort of what the what the new world's going to look like, and a little bit maybe a little bit of anxiety around that in terms of yeah, what does that look like and uh, how things are going to progress. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. As we go into the second year of this, my thoughts have changed from um, how quickly can we get back to normal to will everything go back to normal or will it be absolutely a new world that we're walking into? Maybe not something quite that lofty, but we'll see. Yeah especially when yeah. it comes to like live music gigs and that kind of thing. It's been so long since I've been to a concert, whereas absolutely two or three, like a week that I would, I'd, I'd crawl over my own poor mother to go to a concert at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like at the moment, Max? I know obviously you're still quite involved with club 85. I can see they've sort of announced quite a few shows. Is that sort of progressing? Well, you've had some interest. Yeah. Club 85 has weathered the storm is through the worst of it but we're still not yeah. open yet but we're going to be and we've got gigs coming thick and fast after rescheduling gigs to another date and then another sure. date. now we actually fingers crossed it's all going to open and we expect to be doing like a really good trade there's loads of big gigs loads of tickets so it's just a case of everyone buying tickets and hopefully just coming along and being very grateful for it actually absolutely we did do like a fundraising campaign to get some money from people to keep the walls from the door. And yeah. it, was amazing. it was such a success. And there was all of these different people performing during lockdown. We were doing a lot of different stuff on Friday nights. And when I think about that now, but that already feels like a really long time ago. So yeah. That is how long Club 85 has been closed. 
Wow, yeah. I think literally my my last gig was actually at Club 85 last March with um, Oasis. Um, and we kind of knew at that point that it was going to be, that's probably going to be the last one for a while. I didn't, I didn't appreciate it was going to be a year, but yeah, it was pretty much a year um, since my last gig, to be honest. Mm. So, but then you're still managing to do bits and pieces musically. Yeah. So um, I think my next official show is the Alex Francis one in July. Um, so that's my next gig sort of officially. Uh, I've got a few um, gigs booked in with Noasis later on in the year. Um, I think we're doing Electric Ballroom, hopefully, a bit later on in the year. So that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a couple at Club 85. But um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So what's, what's it like in terms of the, um, the new world in terms of social distancing and, and clubs? Is that still... How are you capped in how many people you let in or how does yeah, that work? It's going to start with like lower restrictions and slowly those restrictions will come down. But we've right. got certain dates for when we can open back up at full capacity again, which will right. be in June, which is great. That's going to be amazing. And that cool. first gig back with yeah. full capacity and less restrictions. I mean, the masks aren't going away anytime soon. Right. That, and that's fine. But yeah. that first gig back with full capacity is going to be just oh, eye-wateringly great. Absolutely. Yeah, and no, I'm looking forward to that, definitely. Wicked. Hmm. Well, then, there are a few little bits and pieces that you also wanted to discuss with me as well. Yeah. You were talking about. And this year being kind of hard on everyone as well. And yeah. And saying that you kind of got like a bit burnt out and especially towards like, uh, the early part of 2021 and all of this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it kind of, um, I think everything just sort of came to a head a little bit, really. So in terms of me being able to process, obviously, kind of emotions, and I, I thought I was kind of doing pretty well, but it's clear with hindsight that um, things certainly did get, get on top of me a little bit. So that led to a bit of a um, a bit of a spell, unfortunately. I had to sort of spend some time in the list, but it did become a bit of a... Uh, uh, I say a breakdown, it was obviously kind of like a bit of a full-on experience in terms of, yeah, just everything kind of hit me at once, if you see what I mean. So it was a bit of a game changer in terms of um, the place I got to and obviously kind of how I managed to process that. So, yeah, it's been quite a tough start to the year, to be honest. Um, Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, but I think in terms of uh, what's gone on since then, I think I've managed to come out the other side of that a little bit wiser, shall we say? Well, certainly probably wiser than I was previously. But um, yeah, it just kind of hit me the whole um, kind of looking after your mind a lot more. And obviously um, the bad lifestyle choices that maybe I might have made previously um, probably didn't help. But um, yeah, it's certainly been an eye opener in terms of trying to lead a bit of a, uh, a better life in terms of, sort of looking after myself, mind, body, and soul a lot more maybe than I was. So, yeah, that certainly came to a head this year. Well, I think everything with the pandemic, because it's been going on for such a long time, everyone has had at least one or two wobbles. My Absolutely. one was during the actual lockdown when I was stuck inside and getting, right. as a lot of people, fed up and just getting bored. And I know I don't really have much to complain about. It's all been very nice for me comparatively, but 
even with that, I'm still having bits of wobbles. I was having a few things where I'm just a bit miserable or sure. whatever. But that's not just happening to me and you. This is yeah. happening to everyone to the point Absolutely. I was in a conversation the other day with a friend so when was your wobble they're like oh my wobble was about april yeah i think my yeah in june and it's just such an expected thing which yeah is quite sad to say really absolutely i think everyone sort of felt it certainly in one way or another but um well i guess it's sort of unprecedented isn't it in terms of the situation and yeah i think as i say it certainly came to a head but um yeah i think coming out of it um certainly wiser hopefully and yeah, looking forward to uh, the new world in in whatever sort of guise that takes. But do you think that the see. music, you know, the DJing, and the um, the creative writing and stuff as well has this helped at all? Yes. Well, in fact, I've have been quite creative in terms of picking up the guitar again. I've been actually um, trying to learn guitar properly this time, so I've sort of revisited the guitar, which is good. Um, yeah, and writing as well. I've been doing quite a bit of writing, to be honest. So, yeah, I think from a creative aspect, it's actually been quite a productive time, a bit of a purple patch, to be honest. But I think I probably needed that in terms of the world sort of um, effectively being shut down for a little while. It gave me so it gave me a bit of a chance to to sort of yeah do a bit of soul searching and get back into the things that I used to like doing. So, yeah, I guess it's been good from from that aspect, certainly. Yeah, it's given us sort of an almost unprecedented amount of time at home. And for better or worse, this is why a lot of people were baking banana bread or doing pizzas and that kind of stuff during the first lockdown and going, oh, yeah, I'm going to use time to learn the guitar properly or learning more Spanish or something like that. And then as it's stretched on and on, it's, you know, it's sink or swim for a lot of different people. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you managed to pick up any new skills, Matt, during lockdown or...? Well, because I was working throughout all of mine, so I was working online. So I did have a bit of time. I was at home, but I just continued working, which I am actually very grateful for. Like very, very grateful for. Absolutely. Imagine how tough this has been and all the people that have lost their jobs and stuff. But at the yeah. same time, um, I managed to listen to a lot more music. My speaker sure. has been just humming for the last couple of months. And don't even ask me what I've been listening to, but pretty much a little bit of everything, which is kind of nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Where you are now, what are you trying to go into if for the rest of this year? Because there's still a lot of this yeah. year. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think the whole sort of pandemic has given me a bit of a as I say, in terms of soul searching, I have got to the point now where I'm almost thinking about uh, maybe a career change or kind of quite a, I say drastic, just, yeah, a, a step away from what I was doing maybe. Um, and I, d- I do want to sort of consider if there's anything I can do in terms of mental health awareness or helping people in terms of, um, uh, yeah, the mental health aspects, I think is something I'd like to maybe um, think about going forward. I mean, I've worked in retail for so long um like say maybe 15 plus years um yeah and i've kind of got to that point now where i'm sort of looking at that thinking yeah it might be time for a change um i think the old adage that a change is as good as a rest and if you're asking yourself to try yeah to change, i think it's a good idea man can't yeah um is this after your own sort of struggles and problems that you're thinking that this is appealing to you yeah i think so yeah it was a it was a bit of an awakening of sorts where I've just kind of looked at what I've done. And obviously in terms of fulfillment, 
maybe what I have been pursuing hasn't obviously fulfilled me. And I'm now sort of 42 years of age and I'm thinking maybe there is um, another path, shall we say, um, rather than just obviously sticking to that office-based job and getting beaten with a big stick by the man every day. It's kind of, um, yeah, I do feel it's time for a change in that respect, you know? Yeah, I do hear you. I do hear you. And I think if you're telling yourself this, then obviously with everything, this has been a big wake-up call for people and you're yeah. going to the new world, as we keep saying. So trying to do something better, this has been a good time for soul-searching, wanting to change people, wanting to change. I saw a thing about how the divorce rates and stuff had been going sky high with lots of people yeah. to spend time at home and going, no, this isn't actually what I want. I'm going to do something about this. As well as a lot of people quitting their jobs, you would yeah. have thought people wouldn't be leaving their jobs in such Absolutely. an unsure climate, but people are actually going, no, yeah. I don't want to stick doing this. So good for you. Yeah, I think it has sort of forced people, yeah, to really sort of look at kind of what they've been doing and what they want to do. So the amount of people I've spoken to that have had that sort of level of, I wouldn't say epiphany, but it is kind of like a, an awareness of sorts where they, they do want to sort of change what they're doing. Um, so I think that's kind of gone on pretty much across the board from what I can tell the people I've spoken to. So, yeah, but I think once you take a step back from that rat race, you can kind of look at it from afar a little bit um a bit more objectively um and i think that's what what myself and quite a few other people have been doing i think uh, wood for the trees mate yeah well then absolutely you were saying about you and the noasis guys as well my brain's just caught up with that yeah so do you know these guys are you normally doing gigs with them or how what's going on there We've done a few actually, yeah. So the guy, you'll probably know, do you know Kev that runs the Squires over in over in Bedford? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Really good guy, yeah. So Kev is actually through Rob, Rob Haig, um, H Town Rags and Smash Fame. Um, he's known Kev for a number of years. So he put me in touch with Kev a couple of years ago. Um, and then Kev put me on sort of supporting the Oasis um in various venues, so we've done Club 85 and we've done the Electric Ballroom a couple of times with them as well. Been over to Oxford as well. So I've done quite a few gigs with with Noasis. But um no yeah, idea. no, they're really they're really good lads actually. Really good. So um yeah, as I say, I'm quite enjoying those ones at the moment. So sort of when when the uh, gigs resume. But um yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. Is it awful that I don't like Oasis? <laughs> Is it awful that I consider them to be? We've had this last time because I remember you saying that you weren't actually sort of, um, you weren't a Dylan fan either, Matt. So, so it's amazing that we're actually pals, to be honest. Actually, yeah. The Dylan thing is not the, oh, I don't like him. It's the fact that <laughs> yeah. I've never, never got into it. And I can't yeah, remember you saying. He's like Maggie's farm. I don't yeah, yeah. particularly enjoy. Um, having said that, I reckon that Oasis are possibly the world's most overrated band. <laughs> and I can, I'm sure there are people who are going to be listening and just going, oh, shut up, Matt. <laughs> no, it is. It is one of those things, isn't it? I think you, I don't know, do you love them or hate them? I think there is, yeah, I think. No, no, I, I hate them. I wish to be very <laughs> Really, wow. I, wish, I really wish to be clear about this. <laughs> they completely have my disrespect. And not right. just a bad band, but it's just overplayed and overdone. Yeah. And so they, let's 
let's delve into that, Matt. So what is it specifically that, um, is it the Liam thing? Is it like the, the attitude or is it the poor? No, it's not even the attitude, although no. that comes across as very fake to me. This <laughs> is like a bit of a fake thing. Having, having said that, I like a lot of bands who wear makeup and dress up and like the Alice Coopers of the world. Sure, so yeah. That's just hypocritical. But yeah. then basically they take up space that could be used by other bands and you'll stand when when I walk into a pub and they play Wonderwall I think years ago fine but now I feel like I'm just haunted by that song and yeah to hear I would just like to hear something else that's absolutely no I'm with you on that Matt to be to be honest yeah I've never been a fan of that song and to be fair I would actually skip that if it came on my my iPod so yeah it's not yeah, um, it's not um, one of my favourites, certainly. But but this is where, like, the intellectual part of music and the emotional part diverge, mm. because if I was at an Oasis gig with 300 or 400 yeah. people and I was a little bit... Had a few Shandies, yeah. A few Chardonnays, mm. and put that song on, yeah. would I sing or would I stand there with my arms crossed? I think you would, Matt. Would you, would yeah, you? I think... I think certain songs like Don't Look Back in Anger, for example, I, I, that used to be one of my sort of songs that I'd drop at the end of the night. Um, and I think that's in people's DNA, that song. It's kind of, it's become a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think, yeah, they've certainly played their part in, in sort of British music culture. They have written some massive, massive anthems. They do yeah. have moments. It's great. But it, I think the the first problem for me was that whole manufactured rivalry between Blur and Oasis. And it's- yeah, that was pretty lame, yeah. Have you seen the Alan McGee film that's out at the moment? Now, the guy from Creation Records that signed Oasis. Really good. Excellent film. So it's the guy... Um, there's an interesting story behind that, actually. So the guy, Alan McGee, who ran Creation Records, um, he's the guy that signed Oasis. Um, and the story behind that goes, he was in... So I think it's Scotland. They, had, they played somewhere in Scotland. It's one of their sort of early, early gigs. Um, and Alan McGee rang Creation Records. So he was he was supposed to be coming back down to London, I think, um, that same day. And he missed his train. Ended up going to this gig where, um, uh, I think it's King Tut's actually. So he actually went to this gig, kind of, thought, oh, I'll go and check out some live music. Oasis were playing that night at King Tut's and he signed them on the spot. No way. Yeah, but obviously, if he had got that train back to London, my 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 life might be completely different. Yeah, gone down a different leg of the trousers of time. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, but then there would have been another band. They would yeah, have the Oasis, but and it probably would have had the same chord structure as say Wonderwall, and we'd all be yeah. Instead, if they didn't exist, there would be another band. There'll be something else, yeah. But that is worth a that is worth a watch, Matt. I'll have to um, send you a link to that. And you know what, I will do because it will it would be nice to educate myself a little bit on this. Yeah, so, uh, I'm not going to stand here bashing Oasis the whole night. <laughs> what I was going to say, if you do have a piece of spoken word, then yeah, would be a good time. Do you have something in mind? Um, yeah, I've probably got one I can. I can call upon. Um, let me just have some H2O and we'll... Uh... Just to exercise my thoughts on this, I do think mm. it's an interesting thing to do. 
I remember when we recorded this before in the Club 85 office and you just belted out this wonderful, wonderful piece. But it, it's, it's such an interesting thing to do because there's no end of people with acoustic guitars and sure. words. But I definitely need a bit more naked and raw to stand there and just have the words. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one we did at Club 85, actually. What was the occasion when we did that? Do you remember the one we did a couple of years ago? What are you Club referring 85? to? Are you referring to a concert or the recording? I think we, you put me on as, um, it was sort of in between, I'm not even sure if there's live music. I performed at Club 85 and you put me, you put me on the bill. Do you remember? It's like a seating affair. People were sort of sat down. I was just trying to think what the occasion was. It will come to me in a minute, man. Yeah, it was. Um, that was yeah, and no, I really enjoyed that one. That was at Club Eighty Five. But um, yeah, I could probably do one. I've got one called Time Out of Mind that I can maybe drop in. Um, so Time Out of Mind. The dawn, she screams forgiveness, but we've still no time to dream. So primal a serenity only born from such an extreme, find hope, find solace for a time, for a time so out of mind, a conscious shift of consciousness, a sanctuary from these streets, so far from the gaze of the lonely, the lonely when I'm weak. See, I ain't got time nor mind to crumble these walls of defense, this pretense of our facade. Why must it be so hard? to be real, to even feel a life like this so charmed. I see that we still carry the scars of the games we played and won, of days forever gone, long gone and lost to time. And as night so slowly she succumbs to a newborn day, shouldn't we have stolen these stars yet we watched them fade away, so far away from time, our time, so out of mind. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Nice. nice. I, I did that one at the um, rhythm of these kind of things. Did you yeah, absolutely. On top of your head, Rich. Yeah, they're kind of all in there. Um, I sort of learned them verbatim in terms of just almost like parrot fashion. You know, you'd learn your three times table. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's good to do it that way, I think, as long as you can remember that first line. <laughs> And then it kind of rolls from that, doesn't it? But um, yeah, the, the first gig I did, at, um, it was the George, the Kev Mayer's open mic. Um, I'd learned these sort of pieces, sort of, as I say, verbatim in terms of just learning them. And um, I remember he sort of announcement. I sort of walked down. I had to get through the crowd and walk down to the to the mic in the, in the front bar there. Um, and as soon as I got up there, you could hear a pin drop. It was kind of like everyone was there kind of waiting yeah it's pretty scary and i couldn't remember the first line i was there and that that moment of reality where it's like right we're here um so there's like quite a big pause which seemed like an eternity and then i remembered that first line it's like bang away you go but i spoke to lawrence outside who is my best power he was there he's like, oh yeah richard we like that dramatic pause that you had at the beginning i thought that was really good and i was like yeah that wasn't intentional but i was trying to i was trying to remember what the line was consummate professional from the yeah it's in the palm of your hand yeah that yeah a bit of tension word before you've even spoken fantastic yeah. brilliant but um yeah <laughs> I, 
I do like to um, memorize them if I can. So. I know. I think that's wonderful. It just makes it feel a bit more real. When absolutely finish this book, when you publish it out, let me know, and we'll put it out through on the Club Eighty Five Star yeah, as well. Because what a wonderful thing, man! Um, oh, thank you, buddy. Yeah, I love it. I think that's great. I also really like the rhythm of these kind of pieces. Yeah, I was thinking about trying to set some to some sort of back hip, some sort of um, percussion, maybe. Um, there's a few that I think would lend themselves to a bit of background percussion, potentially. So that's something I'm going to look at maybe at some point. Play with it, man. Have some fun. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. What I did want to ask you is because it has been a while since mm. we originally spoke about the first spark of your musical life and then your journey. Mm. How would you say that the journey, that your musical journey of the last five years has changed? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've kind of had that sort of that thought process recently where kind of it's kind of hit me in terms of kind of what we've done and all the, all the things we've done in terms of um, sort of creatively and from a music perspective. It's, I'm, quite, I'm kind of quite proud of that period of time in terms of what we achieved and obviously everything that sort of went with that. So, yeah, as I say, in terms of the pandemic, now I think um, I've had that time to process uh, things a lot more I've looked back at that sort of period of time with quite a quite an element of um yeah just nostalgia and I'm kind of proud of sort of what we did at that point really so yeah I wouldn't change it I certainly wouldn't change it for the world um yeah and in terms of going forward I don't know I'd still like to continue the DJ and certainly um but I'm not sure what that looks like in terms of the sort of pub situation and how that's going to look going forward but um yeah, I think I'm still in that. I'm still definitely in it. Um, and yeah, we'll kind of see what see what the new world looks like in terms of gigs. But yeah. yeah. But then, so you said that the first thing you have set in stone to look forward to is the mm. Alex Francis gig. In yes, in July. In July. That would be a good one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think, no doubt, hopefully that would be a that would probably be a sellout on Club 85. So. I kind of envisioned that in my head as a lot of old friends getting back together yeah absolutely that's the impression i get so it's had quite a bit of interest on on the social media so yeah i think that's going to be a good one to be honest nice one but do keep do keep us abreast of everything that's happening in your musical world always happy to know always happy oh, well. to find out. um and especially once you've managed to publish and send out this collection of um of yeah spoken words that kind of thing like Absolutely. i said something particularly it's very interesting to me that you dj and you dj a lot of like indie mod and that kind of stuff and you do spoken word like yeah really like that you have these two yeah guys i'm quite a mixed up kid to be fair yeah i've actually got three different instagram pages matt so that kind of shows you <laughs> i've got one for um one for my creative writing one for me <laughs> and then one for the winchester so uh Nice. Yeah, there's a few um, a few different kind of personas within that, but um, mm. yeah, no, it's um, it, it has, uh, I enjoy all those all those aspects definitely. So yeah, it's all good. I know it's been a bit of a funny old uh, time for you, as you were saying before. But mm. I hope that you're staying positive about all of this, and hopefully we can do another one of these, but 
maybe a little bit sooner than in the next five years as absolutely approaching 50 sort of thing yeah maybe we can give that another go so that'd be good what was i going to say do keep in touch do let us know your thoughts on this i will do edit this and post it through but is there anything else especially related to music and your journey with it that you wish to ask sorry to put you on the spot no, not at all. Um, oh, that's what I was going to touch on, actually. The, the, the 90s resurgent, which I'm seeing at the moment in terms of the music and obviously um, 90s culture seems to be quite popular at the minute. I think that's good that um, it's finally getting that level of recognition in terms of kind of what it meant and obviously the, the, um, the impact it had uh, on society. I think that's quite an interesting one at the moment. I was walking behind some young lads I think they're from the boys' school, but walking through town and they were discussing, I could sort of overhear what they're saying. They were talking about um, definitely maybe an oasis and kind of like, what's your favourite song on that album? And kind of I could hear them sort of having this conversation. I thought that's kind of cool that now the the next generation are sort of into that. Um, And the dance music thing as well. Yeah, I am. I quite like this thing that we do, like as society, we look at the something like the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and once it gets far enough back, yeah, time, we cherry pick. I'm sure there's a lot of bad stuff about both like the 80s and 90s, but when you look back, nostalgia often tends to have like rosy tinted glasses. Absolutely. Cherry picking all of the good stuff and we just go back and we just keep hold of it. So yeah, now the 90s, enough time has passed, especially yeah. for us because that's the decade we grew up in, to look Absolutely. back and be like, ah, oh, this is amazing. Having said that, I did, I've i seen, especially where I'm living, a whole bunch of people wearing like the 90s tracksuits, but the colourful sort of tracksuit clothing. And I yeah. think, you look like a twat. <laughs> oh, and not only, wow. that, not only that, but they're now paying far more money for it than they would have in the sure. 90s. And I just think, oh, no yeah it's all coming back around isn't it definitely the fashion as well but um yeah the rave thing actually was quite interesting in terms of the significance that that seems to be finally getting so i follow a podcast um online it's a guy that sort of goes back and interviews all various sort of djs and promoters and producers from that time um and he actually got tapped up by the um the british museum because you know they've got like a soundbite archive within the Mm. british museum um, and they've sort of said to him, oh, could we, could we use your podcast to sort of document sort of that period in time? What's the name of the podcast? It's a Raw, R-O-A-R. Um, it's, worth, it's worth a look, actually. He's the guy that does it. It's kind of really good. Um, and the guests he's had on are pretty, pretty good as well. But, um, yeah, so they sort of re- finally realised, I think, that that is a period in time that sort of should be denoted in terms of its... Um, its importance, its significance. So, I'm sure yeah. got something like the Amen break in there as being the birth. Of yes, the they've got absolutely acid house samples, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I have to say, if I could, um, if I could go back in time, not even that long ago, but if I could go back in time to the free parties and the legal raids of my youth, I'd be there in a shop. I absolutely love and i really hope i don't know for sure but i suspect that this is still happening but it's a bit of a different beast yeah probably a different flavor same as it's a different flavor to it was the generation before us but i really hope that within especially within england 
this continues to happen. Yeah. I've seen quite a lot of um, sort of young kids putting on quite a few sort of raves and stuff at the moment. I mean, obviously during lockdown, it's been quite hard, but I think there has been that sort of element of, let's call it rebellion or just kind of, do you know what I mean? Trying to get people together. So I know that I think, yeah, there is a, there is a future in terms of the kids coming out and doing what they want to do. So yeah, I guess it's kind of good to see in terms of Man, yeah, no- the passion still there. There's nothing else that builds character like driving out in the middle of the night, winding your car windows down, listening out to try and find the music, following the directions on Absolutely. voicemail and coming into that field and getting kind of fucked up with a whole bunch yeah. of very big bass drum music. Absolutely. What's it like for a music around your way then, Matt, in terms of whereabouts are you in Spain? I'm in Valencia in the East Coast. Like right. East Coast. I have to say that would be a whole thing and it's maybe not so positive. Like there's really? stuff that I, I can't really base it on much because most of the time I've been here has been the pandemic. So I'm observing sure. judgment on that one, Rich. But yeah, in time. At the same time, there's some wicked, wicked record shops. So really? slowly growing a little bit of a record collection. I always got cool. away from vinyl before, but yeah. my donated me a turntable and I got one and then I got another bit of vinyl and then I got, and now I'm just, I'm, oh, cool. I'm sitting there flicking through the stuff in the shop going, oh, I'm looking at it online. It's, and our mutual friend, Matt Sanchez has got me into it. Oh yeah. So. Oh, cool. There goes all of my money, and I don't. Yeah, care. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, no Excellent. worries. So that's actually a new part of my musical journey, being here in Spain. Um, I'm really hoping because we're going to have concerts starting as well next month. Right. We're okay. Cool. Back to having concerts, not massive things, but anything that comes out, I'm getting tickets to. So yeah, it's, nice. It's a city that I live in. There are opportunities. But if yeah. that's another new string to my musical bow, having um, vinyl. And then, of course, you have to listen to it on the wrong speed as well. <laughs> Absolutely, standard. Yeah. Up, which is kind of great. Uh, Excellent. The last one I bought was Dub Side of the Moon by Easy All Stars. Oh, okay. Don't think I've heard that. No, like an entire reggae version of Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Oh, really? Wow. Cool. Yeah. They, they yeah. as well. It was a very sort of landmark gig for us. It was wonderful. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Send me that, man. That sounds yeah. interesting. So, in in the uh, aim of keeping this sort of short and sweet, before sure. the ramble, I'm going yeah. to this off. But I think we can do this a little bit more of this again. Absolutely. I'd like to do that, mate. Yeah, that'd be good fun. Cool. Uh, yeah, definitely up for that, buddy. Cool. So then. What we'll do is I will have all of your notes and apps and all that kind of stuff. We'll put sure. in the show notes, we'll upload it, and people can keep in touch with what's going on with you. Yeah, that'd be great. I appreciate this. And it's good for me to get back on the horse in terms of doing like a bit of podcasting as well. Yeah. And something I'd like to do is I can always talk to people about music, and it's always such a joy for me. Absolutely, yeah. We'll have to try and um, see if we can upload the first part as well, part one. I've already put it back up on to oh, yeah. pod, you can find it in podcast host. I will put a link to it with all oh, good stuff. Okay. Nice one. No, it's been good fun, Matt. Appreciate it. Pleasure, Rich. Enjoy nice somebody. And you too. Look after yourself. See you on the flip side, buddy. See you on the flip side. Nice somebody. Cheers.
for everyone else who might be listening there, this is Bring the Noise. And if you think you have something to say about how music sort of first touched your life, whether you're a musician or not, then get in touch. Nice one, good stuff. Thanks, Matt.